0: Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast, with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture.
1: Hey everybody, I'm going to want you to get your helmet on, put your mouthpiece in. We've got a program for you today that's going to blow your mind. It's definitely engaging, definitely powerful, because with us today we have the great, the one and only Heidi St. John.
0: You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs.
1: Well, hey, guys, welcome to our podcast, and we've got a special one today. And I know I probably sound like I'm saying that all the time when we have a special one today, but I can't tell you just how much uh, that is true. We have with us um, a woman that I called years ago, uh, Deborah. She's Deborah in the 21st century. You're going to see how true that is in a moment. But um, Heidi St. John is waging a war on more fronts than (laughs) the nations, um she is not only a culture truth warrior loves god loves jesus loves the truth i uh, will not sit back and tolerate what is happening to our nation and our children so we're going to try to cover as much topic as we possibly can in this podcast together but i want every every one of you to make sure that you uh click subscribe like us, spread the word, because you're going to see why in a moment. So with us, we have the amazing, uh, unstoppable Heidi St. John. So I am not even going to get into Heidi St. John, all of the... Can you tell everybody all of the things that you're involved in? Because I can't keep up with your dot-coms. <laughs> I can't keep up with your your board memberships and where you're at, things that you're involved in. Please introduce yourself to our group?
2: Well, I think the thing I always like to tell people, the thing that I'm most passionate about, I always talk about first, uh, my husband and I are coming up on 35 years of marriage, and we have seven children and four grandkids. And that is the thing that uh, that it's the engine, you know, yeah. in my car and my love for Jesus. But outside of that, I love this country. Yeah. Uh, I'm a patriot. My grandparents taught me to love this country. Yeah. And so, uh, it's motivated me to kind of take a deep dive into what's happening to our nation. And I noticed about 20 years ago mm. that there was root rot in the public school system. And so we pulled our daughter out of public school when she was in second grade, and we began to do this crazy thing called homeschooling, which yeah. I said I would never do. We did the same. Yeah, because what woman in her right mind would, you know, would have legal? her kid home? I know. I
1: remember in the 80s when Lisa said, we're going to homeschool. And I'm thinking, are we going to go to jail <laughs> yeah. in well, California?
2: In the, in the 80s, you might have gone to jail, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was not,
1: definitely. It
2: absolutely true, uh, had it not been for our friend Mike Ferris. That's right. right? And the founding of the Love HSLDA, him. which is one, one thing I do. I sit on the board of that organization. Uh, incredible uh, group of people that have secured the homeschool Home freedom homeschool
1: legal defense fund yes Yes. Our homeschool
2: S- legal defense association, association. hslda.org um, i've written i think 8 9 books i can't remember i have another one uh, coming out from yeah, tell us about it. it's called mom strong 365 everyday truths for everyday moms and uh, it's a 365 day devotional for moms to kind of point them back to what really matters Uh, The world has reduced motherhood to a stopover on the highway of life, but God sees it as a much greater purpose. It's a kingdom purpose. Mothering has a kingdom purpose. So I spent a lot of time writing, uh, obviously writing about homeschooling. Uh, In 2017, I released a book called Becoming Mom Strong, How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. And it was kind of my story of coming from a place of brokenness wow. and finding the healing of God and seeing God do an amazing, miraculous thing in my life. So uh, that might be one of my, probably one of my favorite favorite books. Um, I ran for Congress,
1: as you know, a yes, couple years we, ago. hmm Yes. Which from, we, can, from, we can get into. From Southern California, we went <laughs> with that through, uh, watched you, prayed for you, connected yeah. with you, and yeah. uh, you learned something, huh? Yeah. Well. Y- you learned something about... Uh, not only the political machine, but yeah. you learned something about. Um, it's not all that it's perceived. No, uh, it is
2: not. Well, I think my biggest takeaway was: is there is evil in the Republican Party, just as yeah. there is evil in the Democrat Party, and we need to look for uh, the good. We need to find people of character to Can run. Can I
1: suggest that there might even be career Democrats who have, who prayed for <laughs> decades as Republicans, as yeah. actual covert. Operations to get elected.
2: Absolutely. We've
1: seen it in SoCal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's
2: absolutely in Washington State as well. And so we've got to do we've got to be willing to do our homework on these candidates anymore. You can't look to see an organization that gives an endorsement, right? Uh, right Endorsements to my to my way of thinking don't mean much. Anymore. Uh, And also Jay and I are the founders and executive directors of the Friendly Planted Homeschool Resource Center, which just got gifted a $16 million building right in the heart of Vancouver.
1: I saw this gifted. gifted. Ladies and gentlemen, gifted. God is so blessing uh, their efforts that I saw this facility, it's incredibly beautiful, but 16 plus million dollars gifted for a specific reason. This this is what happens, you guys, when you step out to follow God's interest. God will provide what he cares about. People are concerned, oh, I don't know if we'll have the money for that. Well, you ought to ask yourself first, is it going to glorify God? Mm. Or is this your crazy idea? In this case, what they stand for is educating, protecting, educating and equipping kids that there were those who, I'll just say out of ignorance, they were power brokers or they had resources that believe in your vision and through God's hand, they wound up saying, hey, we want to, we believe what you're doing and we want to give this to you.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's Amazing. because it's because you have got your eye focused on the prize. And so God comes alongside and brings everything else so you can keep... The focus.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a it's a wonderful encouragement to everyone who's listening because we want to do what God's doing, right? That was Henry Blackaby a long time ago, Absolute. experiencing God's guy. right it changed change my life. Yeah. And he said, Hey, let's look and see what God's doing and join him. Yeah. Let's figure that out. You know? <laughs> God, what are you doing? And I think God's heart right now has is centered on children. We know that God cares about our children and they are being injured. Body, soul, mind, and spirit by the public school system, the spirit of the age, absolutely alive and well in the public school system. And so seven years ago, we opened a full-time homeschool resource center, another building that was given to us, smaller, a 20,000-square-foot facility. And last year, we served over 1,600 students there. And so uh, we're getting ready to launch our new, uh, at our new facility in September, it opens. Mm. We have 230 classes already slated for the fall. So we're doing, we're teaching wow. the constitution, Jack. There's a, the, there's a kicker.
1: I think you should start first by teaching Congress the constitution. Yeah, that, don't no, you there's think?
2: an idea. Yeah.
1: Charlie Kirk, we had a, uh, I love, first of all, I love him. We're, we're friends, but um, not but, in one of our discussions, he was going on about how this is going to happen and I think this. And I, I said, Charlie, I ch- Charlie, 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 I don't think so. He said, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, Charlie, you're assuming that there's a constitution that's being upheld. Yes. And he said, don't say that. But that's been about, that's been about four years ago. We had that conversation. Well, now
2: we're seeing blatant abuse and of now, the constitution. I
1: mean, it's overwhelmingly true. Overwhelmingly true. Can you walk us through real quick before we go on to anything else? What is the the day in the life of? Uh, this homeschool network, how does, what does it do?
2: Well, it's, it's first, people need to know it's not a drop-off. We are very um, convicted that parents need to be in the driver's seat of their children's education. And so this is true even in a private Christian school. What happens is parents go, oh, it's I'm going to give my Bible. kid. Yes, come on.
1: Deuteronomy. Uh,
2: yes, this is right. When you rise up and when you sit mm-hmm. down, when you walk along the road, he doesn't say drop your kids off and come back and get <laughs> them at four, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> we we require parents to be on campus. Unless they have a high school student that is taking a series of classes and, you know, and the parents don't need to be there for the whole thing but as a for the most part. That's right uh, And it's open five days a week. Everything we do there is a la carte. So we don't have a program. We invite Christian teachers in the area to come in and submit class ideas. They need to be able to sign a statement of faith. We, we want to know who these people are. Do Absolutely. they love the Lord Venom. Jesus? That's the first thing that we look for in a good teacher. And then after that, we are putting parents again back in the driver's seat of their kids' education. And we want to find out what is the unique gifting and passion that God has given these children because they come to us hardwired with a purpose. That's right. And so we basically give them 100%. a menu and they can choose. So a lot of these kids, we've had kids as young as 10 years old uh, really show an aptitude for engineering. And so for That's example, right. we're exposing them to engineering. We have an aviation program. We've got, uh, we're have got, we bringing back the trades again. We have a wonderful dance program. Uh, we are teaching. We have a whole uh, theology department, all kinds of gifting that we are seeing the Lord use. In fact, I was giving a tour of the new building just a couple days ago, and a gentleman who serves on the elder board of a local church came to see it and he said, man, I've got my master's degree in criminology. I'd love to come and teach uh, introduction to to criminology. And so he's gonna come and do that in the spring. And we're watching the Lord just bring these gifted people. And so a mom can come in off the street and she can say, oh my goodness, I just found out that the Ridgefield School District is teaching our kids that there's 400 genders and they could be a narwhal whale by Friday if they wanna be. Just
1: like California's Department of Education is doing in every county in the
2: state. 100%, it's so sad. But the neat thing about the Homeschool Resource Center, and we our plan is to get these in cities across the United States because it works. It's working. Uh, she can come in. We can help her figure out how to first withdraw your child from the school. Yes. And then we sit down and just talk to her about her kids. We want to meet your kids. Let's talk to your kids. What do you guys like? What's your passion? And so make sure that she's got the uh, the help that she needs to homeschool her kids. We're yeah. not there to do it for you. Right. We're there to come alongside yeah. you.
1: Lift their hands. up. Huh? Yes, exactly. So explain to people that um, they're... They're at a point now, they've been at a point ever since COVID, so many people, including a lot of non-believers who watch this podcast, they've had enough. They're not even Christians, but they figured out this all stinks. Yeah, it does. And they learned during COVID, as they overheard the online class, say what? That now they're looking for alternative education, they can't find it, and they're now, they're changing lifestyle to accommodate homeschooling. Having said that, show me uh walk me through a day at your uh, your school. You 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 said mom mom shows up. How yep. long how how long is mom and child there that day? Do they have shifts? Is it People come and go
2: people come and go throughout the whole day. And so it's it, it, we 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 open at 9 and we close at 5, but people are coming and going all day long because they all these classes are all a la carte. So there is a coffee shop there. There's a bookstore there. Moms can come and get a cup of coffee, and their kids are going to run down, and, and they're going to take a, a yeah, U.S. history awesome. class or whatever it is. And so she might come for on a Tuesday morning, let's say, and her, her she's got four kids, and she's got them in classes from maybe 11 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. So she might be there that day from 11 to yeah. 3, and then we won't see her again, maybe for the whole week, or maybe she'll come back on oh Thursday for other classes. It really is, a you, you know, you choose your own adventure at the Homeschool Resource Center. Our job is to support you.
1: You know what's awesome, about but what you just said is that back in the '80s, when Lisa was, and uh, at least in our family and both sides of our family, pioneering this idea for our home homeschooling, the the immediate cry, and it's just it's like it's like pull the string, yeah, and it's this pull the string. But what about this? Sh- what about the socialization? I hate that. Uh, yeah. Actually, is- I love it. I love it.
2: I do I, too. I love it. I always tell people, "Oh, I'm so glad you asked. That's why we pulled our kids out of public That's school." That's
1: exactly the reason why. <laughs> Guess what? We have no metal detectors at our home. Uh, we don't have condom dispensers at our yep. home. Yep. We don't have uh, kids being violated, mutilated, and mentally, uh, uh, you know, raped yep. by yep. all of the the agenda. And here's the thing: there are, as you well know, uh, as Scripture says, a three chord rope is not easily broken. Mm -hmm. Two, yeah. Three, no. Why? That is so true in in just technology. It's so true in what we're talking about, because if you have a strong church working with you, or you're you're connected, you have a strong education system for your kids, right? And if you have strong fellowship or friends, that triune network of relationship the world cannot compete with. So someone in the public school system is going to say, oh, Heidi, I can't believe you just said that. They don't go back to school for like four more days later to your your group. (laughs) You have to remember something. What a kid gets in the proper homeschool setting, like Heidi's describing, blows the traditional concept of you gotta come in at eight, you gotta sit through all this garbage and all this trash and Bobby sit down, stop pulling her hair. All that stuff is gone. And in four or five hours, two times a week, the kid is more schooled. Look, I'm gonna say something radical and you're gonna say, no way. And I'm gonna say, go find out. A kid that is exposed to eight hours in five days of giving assignments. That doesn't mean that that's eight hours and that's it. Eight hours of interface with teacher and learning. And then they've got their homework and they're doing it and they're working and they're working on projects. They're going to the backyard, overturning rocks and, and looking at types of bugs, doing their science. Hands-on, hands-on. That when you talk to me about a kid having to be five days a week and now they keep sh- uh, shortening the summer breaks and putting them in for longer. Five years. Days- and younger, five days a week. Uh, listen, our kids, according to California statistics, the longer a child is in the California school system, the dumber they get. Did you know that? They start really well. When they come from home and they go to first, second, third grade, they do great. The longer they're in, they get dumber. And that is a fact. You can research that. But thank God something's being done. And we know that what's being done, by the way, is something at least our governor, and I think our governor somehow is related to your governor. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I I'm think sure. in the bozo realm. Yeah, yeah. Or the cousin realm. They could be cousins. I mean, they could inter, be related. Inter, intermarriage. Intermarriage. <laughs> something's <somehow>. going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they think the same way. Yes, they do. They have the same policies. Yeah. The point is this. Um, Newsom is just... Just like like a wolf yeah. dripping the fangs, he's drooling to crush Ainsley and stop the same, yeah. homeschooling in California because it's the last bastion of safety for the kids. And it just
2: drives them crazy. Well, and they know that homeschooling again is returning parents to their rightful place in the home.
1: Parental authority.
2: That's right. And that is the that will be the new battlefront. For the next coming years, I think we're gonna see an even greater assault on mm. parental rights. We've been watching this again. Mike Ferris saw this years ago yeah. when he founded parentalrights.org, They've been around for 15 years, probably at least. And we've got to pay attention. The reason the government hates homeschooling is because homeschooling is a freedom movement. Homeschooling is a love your kids movement first, And it's a freedom movement. It's allowing our kids to learn in freedom. It's allowing them to learn about freedom. It's allowing them to think freely. The government doesn't want our kids to think freely. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. Yes, not anymore, right? So we know now that our kids are being injured. And like you and I were talking about last night, I said in Washington State when I ran for Congress, I declared a state of emergency over what is happening to our children. And they are coming out of our schools and they are injured. And they're injured. Mm -hmm. They cannot think critically for themselves. And we saw this absolutely from and center and COVID. In fact, when Jay and I flew down here yesterday, I, I noted that most of the young, most of the people wearing masks in the airport are young people. They're Absolutely. young people Absolutely who have been true. scared out of their wits, right? And they've been indoctrinated Mortified. to believe that whatever the CDC says, right? Now the CDC is coming out and saying that men can breastfeed, which is such a sick and twisted and perverted Gosh, if that's thing. true, my
1: kid's going to starve to death.
2: Can Well, can you imagine uh, what's happening? We're, now we're poisoning our children in the name of uh, promoting transgenderism. We're You're, poisoning little babies. This stuff is being taught to little children in the public schools. Parents need to get their kids out of these schools.
1: Okay, help me out here because I... I have ADD. So you just said something <laughs> and my mind just jumped five tracks over. I do that too. We'll get along fine. So, and then we have to come back to what topic we're on here. Why would a parent, with all that has been revealed in yeah. the news, available now to know what's happening, the agenda of the public school system is no longer education? It's, I'm not, and I'm not being a, a, a conspiracy person. It's clear that it's indoctrination. Oh, absolutely. 100% clear. clear. Yeah. With all that's going on, How in the world can parents today think or believe that they can drop their kid off at school now? It used to be if you didn't know, you didn't know. But now everybody knows. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Are we saying as a culture, Heidi, that look, um, either A, I don't care what my kid learns in public school. I need the kid out of the way because I got to go do my career. I hope that's not the case. But is it? Well, I'm trying to put bread on the table and food on the table. Maybe it's a single mom or a single dad, and that's a tough life. Knowing what you know, mm-hmm. the money issue evaporates because we're if, if we love our kids, we're gonna be sacrificial for our children. I don't need the Porsche. I don't have to have the sailboat. In light of my child, the raping of my child's mind. Mm-hmm. We must, as a culture, have an epic shift in our values now, not later, now, or else. It's not going to work. Well, the churches have got to be more involved than they
0: have been. The the what?
2: Right, exactly. I mean, this is a failure of the church on so many levels. 25 years ago, when we started talking about what was happening in the public schools, we we started planting homeschool cooperatives. So that was the first iteration of the Homeschool Resource Center. So my husband and I planted over 100 homeschool cooperatives all across the United States. We did a couple of them in Canada. We planted one at the Ramstein Air Base in Germany. And we went to probably 1,000 churches to find 100 who would say education is important. What we heard over and over again was, well, we have tithing members of our church who are actively involved in the public school system. And we were so frustrated by this, that because we realized this is a this is a failure on the part of the church mm-hmm. to understand the role of parents and to understand mm-hmm. the importance of education. Education's not neutral. We for a long time have thought, oh, education, that's just reading, writing, and arithmetic, except for Jesus said when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. So then it begs the question, what are these teachers like? Who are these teachers? Well, the reality is we don't know. That's right. And we haven't known. And now we're looking at the agenda of the National Educators Association, horrific. which is It's horrific. And the NEA is who sets the tone for the entire public school system, just like the National Library Association sets the agenda for all of our public libraries, which are also corrupt and wicked institutions. Yeah. And so, if that's true, and if Jesus said that we are that the parents are supposed to be in charge of our children's education, then certainly from our pulpits, constantly, over and over and over again, parent, a pastor should be telling parents. Pay attention to what's happening in the schools. Get your children out. We learned something in COVID. We learned that if there was a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, we would shutter our schools and take the kids out. Unbelievable. And I'm telling parents, there is a virus with a 99.9% spiritual mortality rate in our schools. Get your children out of these systems of education. And the pastors mm. need to step up to the plate.
1: You know what's amazing? I do not believe, it's my, this is my personal belief, I do not believe that God invented COVID and attacked the world with it, okay? Um, I believe that COVID was engineered, I think the evidence is overwhelming, and it was uh, an attack. Having said that, God used COVID Absolutely. to expose things. Yes. God was so kind during COVID that he was saying, hey, everybody, look. Pay attention. Look, number one, look how stupid your government is. (laughs) Number two, what about you? What are you going to do with your kids? What are you going to do with your family? Hey, what are you going to do with your freedom? And three, who are you going to listen to? So all of a sudden, the foundations of the, I'll say, secular world, even though it's a God thing, science. Science is a God thing. God invented science. Science, according to the definition, is what you can observe and repeat, test and see. Mm-hmm. This is science. When they said follow the science, yeah. trust the science. Trust the science, people who are emotional went, "Okay." And what happened was, exactly what you said a moment ago, they stopped Believing science, because God's fingerprints all over science. They listen to a narrative. They listen to a lie, frankly. And so today, like you said, you got people walking around predominantly young. that, And you can handle this a few ways. You could look at them and say, what a dummy. Do they not know that a mask cannot stop a virus? I want to go up and tell them. (laughs) But the second thing is, is probably more of the reality is... They must be afraid to die. If they're afraid to die, they need Jesus. So I've told our church, and maybe it's a good time for me to say it on this podcast, if you see somebody wearing a mask, that is an open door to go evangelize them Mm -hmm. with the gospel of Christ because they're terrified. But it is so sad because kids today announce that they're so much smarter than we are, but they're really not. They've got a Wikipedia worldview, a Wikipedia understanding, which is veneer. Yeah, yeah. And so you're fighting all that by having these kids be taught what matters, how how the world really works. And what I love about what you're saying is for a kid, can you imagine when was the last time a kid was told by their parent? If you hear something that you don't understand, or if you hear something odd... In class mm-hmm. raise your hand and ask the teacher why is that true what did you say mm-hmm. you just said you just said this mm-hmm. how is that true kids in school are told to sit down shut up yep. and obey and we see it when
2: kids come to the resource center from the public school system they're very quiet you know at, or they're or they're just afraid of something new But what we've seen over the last seven years, absolutely true. Um, And what we've seen over the years, I had a mom come to me just a couple weeks ago, and she said, thank you. She's crying. Thank Mm -hmm. you for the Homeschool Resource Center. I finally have my daughter back. Wow. I haven't seen her in years. Right, right. Uh, because we're 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 uh, offshoring our parenting, and not only are we offshoring it, we're offshoring it to a wicked nation. I mean, we can look at it that sure, way. There's a lots of ways to look at it. But what we're trying to help these kids do is discover who they are, because God made them special. Mm-hmm. You remember the Veggie Tales? You know, God made you special and loves you very much. Yeah. We want the kids to know that when they come to the Homeschool Resource Center. And so for that reason, we interview the kids. Each one of them gets an interview. We find out what are you interested? In? You know, okay. what what's your passion? Because and the teachers, that come in. So students are picking these classes. We're not giving them to them. So now you have an engaged mm. room of 12 students and they're learning They'll about excel. something that they They'll want. Exceed. Yes. And that is what we're seeing it. happening. Yes. And so I'm less interested. I'm not interested in a teaching credential uh, for the teachers that come to teach at the Homeschool Resource Center. We're interested in experience and passion. Do you know Jesus? Do you have experience in the uh, subject you want to teach? And are you passionate about it? Do you mm. love these kids like Jesus does? And boy, I'll tell you what, that recipe <laughs> is producing incredible Absolutely. results. Yeah.
1: Somebody might say, oh, Heidi, that's so reckless because um, I'm a teacher and I have my degree in whatever. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, really? That's that no f- was the big lie that I believed, uh, though. Of
2: course. Every homeschool mom who doesn't have a teaching certificate oh, yeah, feels nothing. like she, she can't know? do it. And when I taught our, yeah. uh, our now 30-year-old daughter to read— when she was four years old. I remember my husband coming home from work one day and I just said, they lied to me. He said, what do you mean? I said, my whole life they've been telling me I can't teach my own child to read because I don't have a a degree from Oregon State University that makes me a teacher. And as it turned out, I found a book called Teacher Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. And in 100 Easy Lessons, that girl was off to the races. And she was reading and I taught her to read. And it opened my eyes to say, oh my goodness, I can do this. And I think moms need to know that. You can do it. God will help you do it and it will be fun. Are better than anything the public school can offer.
1: Public school can't even come close. No, and, he, and and now we're at that timeline on this evolution of public school education and equipping modern day public school teachers that they don't even know what it is that they are teaching. They're they are parrots. Oh yes, they're parrot, par, not parenting. They're, they're parroting. Mm-hmm. Squat? They just repeat. They're Mm -hmm. saying this. Where'd you get that from? I got it from Berkeley. Mm -hmm. I got it from UCLA. I have my degree in in education. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I have my degree in education. So they just spill it on to the kids. And God forbid, if the kid says, ask a question, it completely stumps them. They're robotic. Modern day teachers have by and large become robotic. But you bring now what we call, by the way, we do here on campus uh, an after-school detox program. We call it detox. Oh, nice. That's a good word. Where, where it's appropriate, <laughs> where kids who no, who are not homeschooled can come here after school, mm-hmm. and they they're they're detoxed. We walk them through the the real uh, history or the real math or the real whatever. The point is that those people who say Heidi, you're crazy, and you you know that should not happen. Both of mm-hmm. you guys are nuts. They have been swimming in a little tiny pool all their lives and they've been conditioned and then so they come out and they condition others. They can only take the students as far as they've gone. And we're graduating people from universities who haven't gone very far. Yep. So, And mm, the high
2: school in Oregon right now. Uh, you don't have
1: to be proficient in reading, writing, or math
2: to graduate from an Oregon what school. What kind of a
1: parent approves of that?
2: Right. No exactly. parent approves of that. No, and and I think parents feel stuck. And I want parents to know you don't have to be stuck. You don't have to be stuck. God is raising up a generation of men and women who are at the front lines of this thing. And, the, and we are here to say... Listen, God loves your kids. He cares about your kids, take them out of these schools, mm-hmm. take them out, and you can do it. And when you find that community, when you realize, oh my goodness, there are other people who can help me and you're not alone anymore, I do think the community aspect of homeschooling is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge part of what we do uh, at the Resource center. but I parents need to know that you know, because we're I, I talked to a mom, I don't know where I was Tennessee a couple of weeks ago talking about this, and she said she didn't recognize her children anymore after eight years in the public school. and I said, well, she, you're sending your kid to Rome, basically, right? Eight hours Correct. a day, five days a week, what nine months out of the year. And then you're surprised when they come out as Romans, yeah. right? We shouldn't be surprised. When a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. Parents need to have a mm-hmm. paradigm shift. Uh, I was in Alaska maybe two months ago speaking to parents there. And in Alaska, the Uh, the government programs have taken over homeschooling. So in other words, they'll give you a $4,000 stipend per child. It might even be more than that if you will do the government's version of homeschooling. And I was telling them, stop taking part in these government don't with shekels come shackles. Do not take the government's money. You don't need it. You can do this on your own. I heard over and over and over again. Well, we have to have, you know, X amount of dollars to support our family. And, and, and by the way, when we take this $4,000 from the government, my kid can be in equestrian class. We can do violin lessons. And I finally started saying, does your child really need a violin lesson that badly? Yeah. We, need to, we need to do a heart check as parents. We're, we want to give our kids great all of point. these things, but we're not giving them what they really need. And that is a proper understanding of the word and a proper understanding of the world and their role in it. And if we can get that right, then we might have a chance in oh. the United States. You know, just to start, we got to start with education. That's where it starts.
1: That's so powerful. That's a great, great picture because, well, they're learning violin. Okay. But uh, with the violin comes wokeism, yes. socialism uh all this uh, gender and and racism everything that's it's almost like an airplane that's been fueled. It's got fuel. We got fuel. Yeah. We got fuel. And it's socialism And there's also. no wings on the plane. Why are
2: we taking money from the government that we have not earned and do not deserve? And it, when we become dependent on the government, right? And so they they stick that bottle in your mouth. And oh, now wow. all of a sudden, you're getting $4,000 per child. And you've, you've put your kids, you're sending your kids to field trips. And you're doing all kinds of, the, four, I mean, Jack, I have seven children. Yeah. $4,000 times seven is an awful lot of money yeah. coming in from the government. They don't need the money. And yeah. yet the government is bribing yeah. them with it.
1: So Somebody might be saying, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. this is too much information um, I don't think I can do it. You know, we learned early on and back in our day there was very there were very few helps um, but uh, but homeschooling legal defense was there for us. Yes. they helped us they file with you the affidavit, you get yes. legal, you're all good, you're not breaking the law, you're yep. all in there. But here's the thing that we learned really quickly was and you said it right at the get-go is find out what your kids interested in mm-hmm. just the definition of the of the word class mm-hmm. is a bad thing class you pile people into a room yep and these are 40 individuals completely wired different built by god which is not recognized or honored in the public school system with a particular bent yep but that's what the bible says Train up a child in the way that they should go. That presupposes that you discover the way. The way. Yes. So in our home, in your home, in every home, you've got a kid. Who is, you mentioned an engineer, has an engineering mind. Mm-hmm. Then you've got another kid, which is amazing. Another fingerprint of God is that these two kids came from the same place, from the same that's parents. Right, that's right. How could they be so different? Because variation God, on a beam. Yes. It's God. It's the it's it's God. And so this one loves tinkering with engineering stuff. You say, How do I know? When he was three years old. He loved to take things apart. Yep. Don't think your kid's being a brat. Every time I walk into the bathroom, the, my kid took, took the blow dryer apart. You've got an engineer on your hands. That's right. But then you walk into the other room with your kid, and this one has got drawings all over the room. And you're asking, what is that? And they'll tell you. And let them do this. Let them do it. Yes. Oh, this is this is a, an airplane that I'm making for the future, and it's going to be this way. And this goes. That. Let them develop that. Let them tell you the story. Let them draw it. Don't say, "Oh, that's dumb. That'll never happen." Let them go. I, I'm, I'm serious. Let them give them things. As basically, look, there's a lot of psychological studies on this part. You set an infant down and you give them various toys. Yep. They'll gravitate. They'll gravitate to various toys. Not all of them. They'll gravitate to some of them. And
2: think how opposite to that. The schools are because we're, it's, it's an, inst, it's institutionalized Class. learning. Yeah. It's institute and it's hurting our kids. I mean, if you, if you, if you took out the gender indoctrination, which is horrific and the pronoun use in my little town of Battleground, Washington right now, where I live, uh, Wait, at last count and Battleground, I was born, I was raised in a serious? town called Boring and now I live in Battleground. It's not Wait, lost on me. You were born in Boring? Yes. Well, I was born in Portland, raised in Boring.
1: Is there a difference? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um,
2: well, Portland's anything but boring. This is true. <laughs> And now I live in Battleground. Yeah, wow. you knew that. You knew that that was going to happen, right? So it's not lost on me that the That's Lord took awesome. me from boring to Battleground. But in that little, is so great. Yeah, in Battleground, Washington, right now there are at least four boys with passes to access the girls' locker rooms. Okay. Tell me that's not demonic. Tell um, me that's yeah, not satanic. satanic. We're injuring our children. And I want parents to know, this is happening to your children. Yeah. This is happening. And we can't turn a blind eye to it. And God will hold us responsible yeah. for what we allow to come into the lives of our children. And parents need to take it seriously. This isn't a game. These children are coming. And what the public school starts, our secular universities finish. So you get your kid out of a public high school, let's say by the grace of God, they survive it and they have their emotions intact. And then you send them to a a public university and you get indoctrination to the nth degree there. And then they come out as a raging leftist.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that you can lay a lot of the blame at the feet of parents who need to take responsibility for the the education of their kids.
1: I'll go. And I know you agree uh, on this. I will go even further. Um, You can blame the parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I believe that it is the job, the calling, the purpose of the local church yes. to give those parents everything they need to raise up a godly home. Mm-hmm. I believe the answer to everything. Someone's going to say, that's so self-serving. Uh, not really. Uh, I believe that the church is literally the epicenter for either total disaster or absolute recovery. Where does judgment begin? hmm At the house of the Lord. That's right. And so... Um, for example, I have a neighbor um who's left and uh on her on her front line it says there's a sign and uh it has a silhouette of a church and the silhouette of the capital and it has a line between the two. This is your neighbor. Yeah, of course. The separation the of way, church and state. That's yeah. the way God works. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Excellent. And um <laughs> And what's funny is we we both take care of each other. We take each yeah. other's trash cans in and out when appropriate. We help each other's animals when yeah, time of need. As it should be. But uh, look, the, the thing is separation of church and state. And it's such a hilarious thing because you. I guess you could say that in Germany. You could say that in Holland. You could say that in Australia. There's one country on earth you can't say that. I mean, you can say it. It's just not true. It's just not true. And that's the United States. That's right.
2: Yes, this misunderstanding
1: the of First a letter Amendment. that Thomas Jefferson
2: wrote to the Danbury Baptist Church, which the left has had a field day with now for generations. So separation of church and state. He was saying the opposite. Completely the opposite. And yet the Who's left has it? hijacked it. The
1: and left here's the hijacked thing. it. Uh, you think anybody at CNN has read that letter no. from Thomas Jefferson? Nope. First Amendment. People will say separation of church and state. Where's that at? We actually did this. We actually had a, a tour in Washington, D.C., and we've, we visited the various national monuments, the Li- Library of Congress, the National Archives. And the Constitution's there. The Declaration yeah. of Independence is there. It's on display.
2: It's amazing, actually. And yeah. so
1: we had, uh, we had someone go up. They're a high schooler. And they asked the park ranger, hey, where can I find uh, the separation of church and state statement? And the guy said, come with me. He walks over to the First Amendment. And he goes, it's right here. And the kid, the guy, the guy starts to walk away. Then the park ranger starts to walk away. I watch this. It's kind of a setup. Poor park ranger. <laughs> the kid reads it and then he goes over and he goes, I, I'm sorry, I can't find it. He goes, It's in the First Amendment. So they go over and he has the park ranger read it, and the park ranger reads it, and he's silent and he's blank. Yeah. It's not there. No. It's not there. And he was shocked. People think it's there. The, if you're going to think anything of all at all, you said it correct. The exact opposite is there. The exact opposite the is there. The government cannot. Listen. Yes. We came from a we came from a kingdom. Our founding fathers left a kingdom that mandated a state church. And that ba- Danbury Convention of Baptists mm. said, "Hey Tom, remember we know you. Yeah. Yeah. You know us. You're now, holding to this, right?" You are now president. Yep. We want to remind you, mm-hmm. do not establish a state religion. Yep. And he said, I guarantee you, I won't do that. There's going to be a separate, the, the, the government will not encroach upon your freedom of worship. And we will not mandate a state church. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we believe in. It is.
2: Absolutely true. And yet we've watched that message be maligned and twisted and used against Christians now. And when we don't have the education about our constitution, when we don't understand the founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson said we needed to teach the rising generation about the founding of our nation so that we would not forget because they knew we would be prone to going right back into tyranny, which is where we are rapidly heading. And so I I think, I mean, you and I both, we know uh, Rick Green is a dear friend of mine. Yes. And so we taught... His classes actually. Fantastic Last year, course. during my run for Congress, we uh, we he came up and we toured we toured uh, congressional district three. And I spent less time talking about my run for Congress and more time talking about the constitution because people don't understand the constitution of the United States, which is the highest law on the land, which is how they allowed the government to abuse us so badly in COVID. It's why you saw president Biden who knew full well, he did not have the right via the constitution to do debt forgiveness for all these students, right? Plunging us more and more and more into debt than we already are. The Supreme court obviously came around and said, actually, and the, Constitution doesn't give you that power, only Congress can do that. Biden knew that, and he bypassed purposely, he bypassed Congress. So now we have people in the highest positions of authority in our land who are absolutely going against the Constitution. And if the American people don't understand that, we're in trouble.
1: They don't understand it. Mm -hmm. They don't. We are in trouble. You talked about um, God's going to hold us accountable. That is true in the end. I believe he's holding us accountable now. Yeah right now, today. This is not, well, um, you know, I'll I'll deal with that later. No, no, you're dealing with it now, (laughs) in your culture, in your life, in your family, with your kids. Unless we speak up now, it's lost. It's. I like to put it this way, because for me, it's so graphic, where there are people who are saying things like, um, well, yeah, I saw what happened up in you know, Mariposa County, or I saw what happened in San Francisco. It's sure a good thing that, you know, I'm down here in Southern California. It's a little bit more conservative down here. Hey, the cancer spreads. Yes. And it has already spread. What you don't realize, mom and dad, is the fact that you've not gone to a school board meeting, have you? When was the last time mom and dad you've gone to a school board meeting where your kid goes to school? And just listen. You can, you know, it's, you can do that. You can sit and you listen. And you should. I it's eye opening. I believe you must. Yes. And you don't have to say a word. Just, just watch how it plays out. You will. Your mind will be blown. But Sir Edmund Burke, during the revolutionary period, said from Parliament, "All that evil needs to do to triumph is for, is for good men to do nothing." That's what's happening today. Evil, evil is not, I I don't like to give evil credit. I don't believe that evil is smart. Evil is an opportunist. Mm -hmm. If a door is left open, any idiot knows I can walk through it. That's what evil does. Mm -hmm. If the guards are sleeping, evil knows time to attack. If nobody shows up, to defend a school board policy, or somebody's introducing, we just had this here locally, where we had conservative school board members introduce um, a gender protection policy, which was really brilliant, actually. It's compassionate, it was awesome. It protected kids who are not going through this anomaly. Let's remember, this is an, this. It is an anomaly. It Absolutely. happens, but it's an anomaly. It's not the norm. Well, now it's a social the, contagion. Well, see the the because people didn't speak up, they've made it the norm. That's right. And so now people are saying, why is it? In fact, there's great graphs and great data on this where, why now all of a sudden in the last several years. All these kids are now suddenly gender confused and trans and this and that they don't know what and am I a furry do I need a cat box in the classroom seriously I'm not joking no um where did this come from you mentioned a word earlier which people don't want to hear about I can tell you right now they don't want to hear it they're going to turn it off um and yet I I'll, I'll I'll set it this way do we really believe in the Bible do we really believe in God don't say yes because I seriously doubt A lot of people do. Oh yeah, I believe in God and I believe in the Bible. I go to church. That may or may may not be a good thing. Um, If I were to say to you what Heidi said a moment ago, she dropped one word that I wonder if you caught it. She said that's demonic. Well, that's actually two words, isn't it? Demonic. It is demonic. Notice that in the Bible, Satan always goes after children. First of all, they're easy to deceive because they're so trusting. They are also a very high value target for the kingdom of woke and evil and sick because all you have to do is what I hear constantly. Heidi, this is for real. Every school year now that starts, we're coming up on a new school season. Coming up, here's what's going to happen here. Or at the market, someone's going to stop me. Mom's going to start crying, and she's going to say, we're we're three weeks into school, and I sent my daughter into the seventh grade, my daughter. And in three weeks, my daughter came home and said she's a boy. And I asked her, where did you get this from? And the teacher said, listen to this, the teacher said, have you ever thought, did it ever enter your mind what it would be like maybe to touch another boy Mm -hmm. or to touch another girl? You being a girl, touch a girl. You being a boy, touch a boy. Have you ever thought that thought? If you thought the thought, you might be gay. Yep. Listen, kids are curious. And every kid goes through sexual development and their mind and their bodies rarely align until later on in life. Curiosity is normal. That's what parenting is for. Hey, junior, take off your sister's high heels. Those are not for you, dude. Put your dad's boots on if you want to goof off. Mm -hmm. Guess what that's called? Parenting. Hey, mom, came home. Turns out my teacher said I might be a girl. Well, guess what? You're not. You're not a girl. You're a boy. Check under the hood. Those are boy parts. Yep. Here's the deal. Your teacher doesn't know what they're talking about. They have an agenda. In fact, let's sit down and let's learn a lesson about demonic deception, because we're Christians. Bible said it's going to increase on the last days. And how did you think it was going to arrive? In red tights, underwear with a pitchfork? No. How did Satan come to Eve? Hey,
2: Eve. Mm-hmm. Did God really say? Did
1: God really say? I've got a better he. Yeah. Listen, check this out. And that's what's happening. But yeah. parents will say, oh, I'm, we're Christians, but we don't get involved. Yeah. You're derelict. Yeah. Well,
2: you and I know, and I'm going to, I mean, I hate to, to keep beating the dead horse, but we've got to see Christians step up to the plate, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Pastors have got to, I, I just think that the church is culpable for so much of this. It breaks my heart. I told you on my run for Congress, I went to 200 churches. Yeah. How many just allowed you to two be acknowledged? Of them. Two. Two out of 200. Two out of 200. And so when I had the opportunity after my run for Congress was over, uh, I spoke for a a Republican event not too long ago. And I said, I am sick and tired of hearing pastors who are hiding behind their 501c3s. I said, you want to know what that C stands for? It stands for coward. It stands for coward. And every (laughs) single one of you. 501
1: Yes. C3. Yeah.
2: If you if your 501c3 is keeping you from doing what is right, then you better get rid of the 501c3 because God's going to hold you responsible for the lack of stewardship of the platform that he gave you. He gave you that platform. If the church is not at the front of this issue, who will be at the front? The forces of evil will be at the front. This There's, is the that's time. That's obvious.
1: Yes. So why, I'm playing dumb. I know the answer. Yeah. But, so why would a pastor or a board of a church or a denomination be so interested in 501c3 when it's not even in the Bible. Right. It's money. Why? Why is it? It's money. And money, it's money. And, and, and money has a name in the Bible. What's yeah, it called? Evil. Well, yes, but it's, <laughs> it's the love of it yeah, that it's causes the, evil. Yes. It's, a, it's a deity. It's yes. a deity. I, yeah. I, I remember being in the Vatican on tour and I saw Mammon. Mammon is an actual God, it's a deity. And we've got pastors who. Are trying to convince themselves, Mm -hmm. because you know, the more they say it, the more they feel better about it. The better it it.
2: sounds, sure.
1: We can't think, we can't talk about abortion. Nope. We can't talk about LBGTQ, LMNOP, whatever. The
2: alphabet mafia. The
1: alphabet mafia. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about BLM. Uh, We can't talk about this because uh, either a board member or the board has decided or the church government is thus and so. And listen, just cut to the chase. You're afraid of losing money, aren't that's you? That's it. And the the pastor will, depending upon the church government, the pastor will either be A, fearful of man, which is a sin, because he's afraid he's going to get fired. Mm-hmm. If you get fired from a church like that, that's called a promotion. Yes, come and on. And then the other thing is this, that if you as a board think that you need a IRS tax provision for your church to thrive, you're not a church. Yeah. You're not a New Testament church. You may you might be a nonprofit organization, but don't call yourself a church. Oh, we preach the gospel. You know what? Maybe you should repent of that. Mm-hmm. If that's all you preach is the gospel. Why don't you preach the full counsel of God,
2: Well, and, and which is everything? You're touching on something that is so important because, uh, and this was a large part of the reason why I ran for Congress. I know the Lord asked me to do it, but I, for years and years and years, I've been telling parents, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Well, I thought the Lord said, you know, how about you not telling people to do it this time? How about you do it? But I think we are involved. Christians need to be in every sphere of influence. We belong in medicine. Mm-hmm. We belong in entertainment. We belong in politics. We belong in these discussions. And the church has said for many years, oh, no, that's that's dirty. We Church doesn't do politics. Uh, and I love what uh, Pastor McCoy said. You know, he said, uh, the church is dirty, too. What's your point? right? Why have we given up our spot in the public square? We gave it up a long time ago, and now we're having a heck of a hard time getting it back again because we removed ourselves mm-hmm. from the public discourse, right? We stepped away from it. the church. Said, What are the two things the church said you don't ever talk about at Thanksgiving dinner? Religion and politics, except for Thanksgiving is all about religion and politics. That's why the holiday exists, and we're not allowed to talk about these things, and we've injured ourselves in the process.
1: Which is awesome, by the way. Thanksgiving is the only true American holy day it is we have one holy day in America Israel's got a bunch America has one it's thanksgiving yeah the the cohesion the the coming together of faith and politics
2: (laughs) so many churches so many pastors uh, if they if they bothered to respond to my request at all, and all I was saying was, hey, would you let me put a table out in the foyer? Would you let would you introduce me to your Wednesday morning women's Bible study? Would you let me come after church? And more often, I would say ninety eight percent of the ones who actually got back to me said our church does not engage in politics. And I started saying that's a lie. I started saying, yeah, that's why I they said do. I'm like I said you actually are. You may think you're not doing politics, but trust me when I say politics is doing you. And this is going to continue to happen until you find your courage again and begin to. Discover that the Bible has a lot to say about what happens politically. We know that the nation whose God is the Lord is a nation who's blessed, but when we are under wicked mm-hmm. leadership, mm-hmm. the people groan. Our nation is groaning under wicked leadership Absolutely. right now, and it's infected every part of our country, from the federal government all down, right down to the local municipalities. And I I honestly think, and I don't know what you think, because you and I have never talked about this, I'm starting to go, I think that the local governments are actually even more important than the oh. federal governments. They're determining okay, our no. quality of life they're determining what's happening in our schools. They're determining whether or not you can wear a mask on the bus. The local no. municipalities matter, and we've
1: disengaged. I have to tell you, you just you just uh, s- announced uh, on that side of the microphone what we uh, have known here for a while, and it's this. You got to remember, although your state's much like my, our state, yeah. we learned this lesson in in twenty twenty. No, that's not true. Sorry. We learned this lesson in 2016. In 2016, there was a presidential election mm-hmm. and everybody was cheering except California went darker. People don't realize that. But then as we began, we're extremely engaged in this. We have been since 1997. We have what is called realimpact.us incredibly powerful. We started looking, and when we looked at, so to speak, the global California politic, Mm -hmm. it was very discouraging. Then we started looking at, wait a minute, Um, this conservative Republican won this assemblyman post. This woman won her assembly post. She goes to a church so-and-so over down there. And then, wait, this this mayor is a believer and got elected. We we may have lost, so to speak, right Sacramento, but we saw major victories, and we were radically encouraged. And what we learned from that is now a, a mode of thinking for us. All of it is local to this point. Yes. We found it out so powerfully that, watch this. I don't mean to, if I step on some toes, it's not intentionally, it's not mean. But COVID proved it. This is the tale of two churches. One is in LA County, one is in San Bernardino County. LA County, one is is the one one of the, if not the most liberal county. San Bernardino County is considered the most conservative county. These two churches, for decades, one pastor said, Never get involved in politics. You don't have to vote because God's sovereign. You don't have to get involved because that's the kingdom of this world. It is dirty. Stay out of it, it's temporal. It's carnal. Nothing good comes of it. Stay out of it, people. Mm -hmm. Another pastor said, even if we lose everything that we fight for, we have to publicly be on record to fight for what's right. You said it earlier. Because there's no place where the church ought not to be. Yes. Jesus said, let your light so shine. So even if all is lost, at least you... Lost this short-term battle, but on the day of judgment, you you get awarded. And these pastors had two. They both love God. They both teach the Bible. They have two two, two, absolutely different approaches to civic engagement. When COVID hit, that county where that pastor said, don't engage, that county pounced on that church and almost tore it to pieces. Wow. Watch this. The pastor was approached by a legal team and said, You need to sue. Watch. I know where you're going now. <laughs> you need to sue. That's great. All right, let's sue. When the other pastor heard about that, was puzzled because you don't get involved in that world. Oh, I see. you do get involved in that world? Mm-hmm. When the bad world comes and attacks your flock, you employ the tactics of the world, which I'm not knocking. I'm not. I'm not right. saying bad. Mm-hmm. God gave us the laws for righteousness. That's sake. right. So I found it a profound contradiction. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Oh no! What they they're suing us for millions of bucks? Get into it. Get, get, into, into, it. It. get, get into, it. into it. Get into it. Get into it. <laughs> exactly. Right. right. Yeah. The other church for over 30 years said hi what's your name i'm so and so i'm the mayor how can we pray for you do you have any kids can we have their names city council what are their names by the way we're available for uh things that you don't want to do we'll we'll go to d- doors and and say that your husband just perished in a in a car crash we'll offer chaplains you will yes um can you come and do invocations at count, at county meetings and city meetings? Yes. Uh, When the, when the sheriff's daughter was kidnapped, he didn't call, he didn't call LA Times. He called me. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, our county said, if you get any flack from Newsom, send it straight to us. Because
2: you have relationship.
1: Relationship. Come on. Relationship, yeah. yep. and in the end, both of those ministries wound up, honestly, proving that you can't sp- parse out and separate where Christ is and isn't. That's right. The difference is now, if you want to change the culture around you for righteousness' sake, and you want to put strip clubs out of business and get pot dispensaries either shut down or out of this out uh, away. Run for city council. It's
2: true. School board. People need to be running for school boards. School board's the big You, one. you determine what the, what the curriculum is in your school. It's the school board that does school it. School board and PTA. So the NEA can send it down to the school, but the school board decides whether or not the school will implement it. And so if you had Christians that were running for school board and pastors that were promoting uh, different people, let them come up on your platform for goodness sake. Let them come up and say, this is my name. This is what I want to do. Give them the opportunity to speak the truth to the congregation.
1: Pastor, listen to this. Pastor... Or if you know a pastor, have them watch this part. Um, Did you know, pastor, it's legal for you, first of all, to speak your heart full blown on any legislation or propositions in your state, any bills? Did you know that you legally can yell and scream and inform your church about any legislation that's being considered or is going on in your state or in your city? Completely legal. According to IRS laws based upon the Johnson Amendment, Lyndon Johnson, crazy God hater, weirdo, became president, but at the time he was a senator, hated Christians. And he got passed when he was elected a senator, he got past the Johnson Amendment, which he tried to muzzle the Christian community from speaking into politics. So number one, the source of us not speaking into the culture is from a guy who didn't want you to speak into the culture. So what we know about the 501c3, I love what Heidi said about the C standing for coward, your church doesn't need it. I would submit to you that uh, you who claim are not involved in politics are actually involved in politics more than the rest of us, because you are so obeying that 11th commandment out of total fear, even your motives, sad. But here's the thing. Every year, you can do what we do, and that is we bring vetted, we vet those running for office. We have a vetting machine. I don't don't mean a machine. A vetting machine of human beings. Of human beings who who vet candidates. And guess what? Sometimes we have two candidates that are running for the same office, and neither one of them are Christians. Mm -hmm. And we vet them. You know what we do with them? We find out that one of them is pro-life. It matters. And so we invite, we invite that candidate to church. They always come because they're running for office. Hello. Even Hillary Clinton <laughs> campaigned in churches. And we have them come up. And we simply pray for them, their family. And we... Ask God to heal our nation, to bring us godly leaders, or to bring us leaders who in some way, shape, or form hold to a Judeo-Christian worldview value.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Just so happens I'm praying for this guy, Joe, who's pro-life. Because your argument is, oh, everybody's corrupt. Yeah, so are you. Here's the thing. Somebody's running for office who holds something close to a worldview that honors God. And you encourage your flock to vote for them. You can do that. So what do we get sued? Ah, come on, I, I've been trying to get sued for 33 years. Honestly. <laughs> I know, I've watched we you do send, it. We actually send our sermons to the IRS. Why? We're trying to challenge the Johnson Amendment with David Barton and ADF. We're trying to get sued so that you don't ever have to worry about this again. But they won't take us up on it. Because they know they'll lose. Gosh, you guys, we had Mike Pompeo here. Ted Cruz, during the campaign, was going to fly in on the lawn and come and speak. But uh, something happened. We were going to... that's normal. you're going to get sued. Well, find your courage. Bring it.
2: So you think you're going to get sued. Find your courage. How about that? How about be strong and courageous? How about we're not to be afraid of men? How about God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, and yet for generations we're watching our churches ruled by the spirit of fear. Yeah. We see this in politics. We saw it in COVID. We see it over and over again, and then we wonder why the blessing of God is not on this nation. And I think, you know, yep. the call to the pastors right now has never been more important than it is right now. We need men of courage behind our pulpits. I have a question for you. I mean, this isn't my podcast. I have one, but this isn't mine. How important is the issue of life when when we are choosing a candidate? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the answer. I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts on it. How important is the issue of life?
1: Well, because I cannot separate uh, sacred from secular. That's right. Everything to me is sacred, even the secular. Mm-hmm. That if we are going to Have our land healed. And that's a big if. Personally, I'm working on, I need more faith in this area. Mm -hmm. If America has ever crossed a Rubicon, we've crossed it. It's in the area of human sacrifice. I'm sad to report along this genre. This week, the state of California ruled human trafficking to be protected.
2: Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And heaven weeps.
1: Sacramento just, ruled that human trafficking can be protected. Yeah. They can keep doing it. Sanctity of life is the ultimate issue to God. Mm-hmm. If China repented of its abortions, God would bless China. If Russia, if Vladimir Putin fell on his face and repented before God, because in, in Russia, abortion is a type of uh of uh, it's just a medical thing. It's like getting your teeth cleaned. Abortion. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Wow. It is the ultimate importance. I, I'm going to say this publicly, I think for the first time, unless God's people repents of allowing abortion, America is literally done. I believe I can argue that America is done. America is over. It's done. Our military is absolutely pathetic. Though I love them, the leadership has lost its mind. Our government, the people who are in law enforcement, let's talk FBI, Mm, let's not. Let's not. Let's talk CIA. DOJ. DOJ, Yeah, yeah. Let's not. Yeah. I believe that God has left the building. Mm -hmm. I do not believe God is his hand is on America anymore. I believe it's been gone for some time. And you say, Jack, that's a terrible thing to do. How dare you say that as a pastor? Excuse me. I'm supposed to blow the trumpet of warning. Mm -hmm. America's churches and pastors are not repenting. We're like the Germans. We're singing louder while the train goes down the track, carrying juice to the ovens. And we're not speaking up. We're letting Hitler do whatever he wants. And I, I, and to prove that I'm hitting on a point, there's people, veins popping out of their neck right now, and they they want to fight about this because, frankly, the Holy Spirit just convicted them mm-hmm. of their apathy. Mm-hmm. Pastors hate me because I believe it's salt getting splashed in their eyes, and they hate it. The issue is life. We don't have to talk about taxes. We don't have to talk about, you know, going green. We don't have to talk about cashless society or wearing a mask, the number one issue to God is stop killing my babies. If you stop killing my babies, I'll begin to heal your land. I may listen to you. And and here's the proof. (laughs) The proof is the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Read Deuteronomy 28. It sounds like early America. He says, if you do these things, I will bless your crops. You'll feed the world you won't have to worry about anybody invading you. I'll take care of your enemy. Your, your wives, your wives will become pregnant and they will bear healthy children. You're, uh, you'll, have, you'll have lots of kids. Um, I'll put the fear of the enemy, I'll put the fear of you into the enemy's hearts and um, you will loan, you'll never have to borrow. But if you refuse me, mm-hmm. you'll have to borrow money from everybody Your wives will miscarry. Your population will decline. Your crops will fail. Your children will be be taken captive by slave owners. And the wife that you have, she will sleep with another man. And the home that you built will be taken by the bank. Deuteronomy 28. Which one describes America? Well, here we are. God has left the nation. Mm -hmm. The only way he'll come back is if pastors Mm -hmm. will speak up and about life, stop hiding behind the gospel, teach the full counsel of God, which means they have to address life. Wow. Heidi, quick, we have to wrap this up. Give people your address. I want them to find you. Where do they need to go? Where? Would, say it.
2: Well, you can find me at com. I'm also here at the Real Life Network, so they can find my podcast. Uh, the podcast airs five days a week. We're coming up on 21 million downloads right now uh, at that show. And I, I really have a passion to just talk about the, how, the the intersection of faith and culture. That's what's interesting to me. And I think that's where God's heart is right now is with children. Uh, it's with the country. And I am encouraged. I mean, for as many of the, of the things that we talk about that are discouraging, I mean, people can find me anywhere. Just Google my name. Don't believe everything you read. I ran for Congress. It's ugly. Uh, <laughs> but I... I I want people to be encouraged like you do. We want them to stay engaged, stay engaged, run for office, talk to your pastor. If your pastor is not talking about politics from the pulpit, you need to talk to your pastor and ask him why not? Why not? Politics determines policy and policy shapes the nation. That's right. The church needs to be at the front of this conversation and not at the back of this. The church needs to be at the front of the conversation about transgenderism and not at the bottom with a net trying to catch all the children that are being injured. Why can't we be at the top before they're injured instead of at the bottom after they're injured? And I hope and I pray and I know Mm. that you do, too that there will be an awakening of God's people. Judgment really so, does begin in yeah. the house of God. It it starts with God's people. Are we going to be the men and women of courage that God calls us to be, or will we be ruled by the spirit of fear? The next several years are going to tell the difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting in wrapping this up. Book of Jeremiah chapter 29 tells us that we are demanded, commanded by God to seek the welfare of the city where I have planted you for your good and for the city's Powerful. good. Powerful. How do you escape that you cannot?
2: Well, and you said last night, you know, in the is it the last chapter of Revelation? Yes. And the very first thing of the list of things that God said. People These who th- inherit hell. That's right. Cowardice at the top
1: of the list. The first person on the list in the book of Revelation that inherits hell is a is coward. The coward. That's right. Wow. That's right. It's powerful. So, wow, it's powerful. You leave us right now, and you head uh, up the road to go to PragerU.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be doing a series of uh, videos for them: how not to be a leftist, uh, how not to raise a leftist. Actually, I'll be doing that, and then I'll be headed over to Chia. So yeah, that's California another. There is an organization yeah. that sh- that Cheer needs it. to get a shout out. So uh, the California Home Educators Association, yep. been working here in the state of California to secure homeschool freedoms for generations, Generation. yes. and they are doing incredible work. And if you're interested. Interested in homeschooling and you're in California, you need to be a member of CHIA. That's right. So important. Uh, I think CHIA, who works hand in hand, really, with the Homeschool Legal Defense That's Association. The and these people are the reason that you still have homeschool liberty here in California. Right. And so membership is really important there. I think we take our, our freedoms for granted. And if we've learned anything in COVID, it's that we shouldn't take those freedoms for granted. A CHIA is at the front of this thing. So I'm the opening keynote there this Friday morning, and then I'll be the closer on Saturday wow. night. Uh, And, and uh, yeah, and so just through, I love the state of California. God's doing good things here. There are good people here. And I hear it, you know, I'm sure you do too, because we live on the West Coast. You know, I wish California and Oregon and Washington just drop off into the ocean. I'm like, no, God loves the people here. There are good people here. And uh, the light shines bright here.
1: Our friend Frank Turek pointed something out to me that just stumped me and made me laugh and then cry (laughs) all at once. (laughs) Frank Turek said, do you know what state in the United States has the most registered Republicans?
2: Could it be California?
1: It's California. Yeah. Why didn't that surprise me? The problem is there's more registered Democrats in the state of California than Republicans. There's more conservative people if a Republican is going to be conservative.
2: well, And if we would just get up and do get the Get up thing. and vote. Get come up and on. get involved.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do the Bible. Stop talking about it. Yeah, come on. Do it. So you guys, listen, thank you. This has been an amazing time. Um, Heidi is a hero of ours. We love her and her family. Her husband, Jay, incredible. Um, what i <laughs> excuses evaporate when you when you hear or think about Heidi St. John because she has not one she has not five she has seven kids um, if that's not enough, ran for Congress. If that's not enough, she's an author. You have your eighth or ninth eighth. I think I don't know. I lost count. Eighth or ninth book coming out. <laughs> Tyndale, look for it. Just the titles of her books alone sell. Just the title sells. You're going to want to read. You're going to want get on her podcast, subscribe, get involved, find out what's going on, and listen. We're praying that way down here in SoCal and way up there in Washington State and all the distance in between. God winds up capturing Washington, Oregon, and California, and there's a spiritual revival among the church, and that changes the culture, and it pushes the 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 mess, the garbage, all the way to the East Coast and into the Atlantic. Uh, God can do it if we're willing. So listen, as always, it's time for you and I to live out our faith. It's time for real life. God bless you guys for being with us today.
0: This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.